This podcast may contain adult language and adult themes. On the other hand, it may not. Sort of a podcast lucky dip. Welcome to the Happy Oxygen Podcast. My name is Simon Nichols and I am a dog walker. A dog walk for me is just over 25 minutes. I needed a podcast that was perfect for dog walks or anything else you do in 26 minutes. This is it. The Happy Oxygen Podcast is here to make you smile, laugh or feel a bit happier about yourself. Each episode will feature a special guest who will be asked why laughter and happiness has helped them on their journey through life and how that drives their positivity. This week, my guest is Dominic Marcel. Dominic is the founder of Milton Keynes-based estate agency, Lion Estate, which opened in 2019 with the aim of always putting the homeowners first and providing the service they need and deserve. He's the number one agent in the UK for Worldwide Keller Williams Network. And Lion Estates was a finalist for the best new business at the Buckinghamshire SME Awards earlier in this year. His favourite me time activity is cooking. Please enjoy your dog walk or other associated podcast listening activity. Dominic, welcome to the Happy Oxygen podcast. Thank you for having me, sir. It's, it's it's genuinely our pleasure. I mean, we normally have to, I know you haven't been paid for this, but we normally have to pay people to come on here. So uh, it's, it's it's getting that dire. You know, you know when you scrape the bottom of the barrel for guests? No, no, no. Um, it's, an, it's an absolute pleasure. It's interesting because we, we normally get a lot of people on um, whose this is their first podcast. And they're like, oh, oh, it's all exciting and stuff. But you're an old hand at this. Yeah, I've done, done the odd one before. So it's just, um, I think the key is just to just not overthink it and just, to have a chat as if there's no one else listening. So yeah, you will not be overthinking anything. I <laughs> <promise> you. <laughs> we, we try and go for the, uh, well, because this podcast is based around people going out for a dog walk for 26 minutes. It, um, uh, and we just want to make people laugh. And um, you and I have known each other for quite a few years now. So uh, hopefully it will just be like me and you're having a chat, which yeah. is, uh, but without some of the swearing. Well, I'll try. Yeah, yeah. Although, actually, at the beginning of the podcast, I do put a warning out that this podcast may contain swearing, a bit of a lucky dip. So, so now you shouldn't have told me that, Simon, see? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be effing and jeffing all over the place, yeah. isn't there? <laughs> okay, so um, what I'd like to do, we're going to kick off with our, with, our, with our standard first question, really, which is, I'd like you to tell me how you're feeling today, but I'd like you to use the internal weather system. So, so I would probably describe my day as sunny with a light breeze. I would say sunny with a light breeze. Mm. I know you're 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 in MK as well, and it's certainly not sunny with a light. breeze. No, it's really there. not. It's going to be freezing. <laughs> is that is that your is that your general outlook on life? Though, are you generally sunny? Um, I think so. I'm kind of one of those annoyingly positive people that always tries to take the best out of every situation, no matter what happens. I think I've got better at it over the years. And I think that's probably one thing about working in sales for so long is you, you do learn to get a bit of a, a thicker skin and rejection just becomes part of your daily life. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I always kind of think, it could be worse. You know, there's, there's always going to be people out there in much worse situations. And I think it's, um, you just got to ground yourself sometimes and realize that what to you is a bad day and something might go wrong with my business or you know, it's the end of the world. And you think, well, actually it's, it's really not, is it? As long as nobody died, then, you know, it's all right. 
It's a weird one because you're, you're, you're very similar to me, I think, which is why we get on so well, which is always having that positive, upbeat vibe. And yet we always apologise for it because you said mm-hmm. at the moment, I'm not annoyingly, and you think, why should it be annoying to be happy? We will launch straight into the questions, but I love I love the fact that you're, uh, you're, you're, you're sunny with a slight breeze. I'm not going to ask what you had for dinner last night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to comedy scene? What makes you chuckle? Um, yeah, to, to be honest, I'm a bit, I'm a huge fan of the, the office US and there's probably too many scenes in there to even, to, to even mention. Um, but just anything to do with that program, if I'm being honest with you, is just, I, I don't know what it is about it. It's completely stupid. And I hated the U, the UK version of it. It wasn't my cup of tea at all. And this just, it just, you know, when something just talks to you. And it just, like I said, just tickles you in the right place again and again and again. I think we're we're actually ironically in the middle of watching the whole series again for the third time. And it's one of those things that you just think, do you know what? I don't care. I don't care because it just, it, it's just that little light at the end of my day where it's just like nothing else matters. And it's just, you can kind of just, just forget about everything. So I'm trying to think of a, of, of probably the, the, the best scene within it, to be honest with you. And I'm, and I'm, it's that it like i said it the whole thing talks to me that much that i'm going to struggle to narrow it down to anything at all far too many to mention i yeah. think i i actually I, I really enjoyed the uk office but i had to watch it for the second time the first time around like you i was a little bit this is a bit weird and i've watched maybe about half of the us office and it's just um maybe i need to get back into it again maybe i need to get back into it um have you ever heard of or watched the detectorists at all the detectorists. Yes. No. Oh, this oh, oh, yeah. um, regular listeners of the Happy Oxygen podcast will realise that I try and basically convert everybody to watching the detectorists. <laughs> this is um you, you know Mackenzie Crook? No. Um he's he's the he's the uh, goggle eyed guy out of the UK office, actually. He was okay. the one that um always kept getting his uh, staplers in jelly and stuff yeah. like that. Um, or him and um, uh, Toby Owens, uh, they play metal detectorists um, uh, characters. And I know you're, I know you're, 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 you're already, you're, I've already lost you there. But it's, um, it's just the most heartwarming, gentle British comedy you can, you can imagine. And uh, um, you say about watching, rewatching the reruns. We, um, I think me and my wife have watched the detectorists all the way through, probably about eight times now. And uh, we still find bits that just um, just make us make us fall over. Um, when you think back through all the people that have had a positive influence on your life, who's the one that made you laugh out loud the most? God, that's a tough question, and it shouldn't be really, should it? Laugh. I'm trying to. Think. The thing I think that I, that I think I that I've always had is that from a growing up perspective, I never really had many role models outside of the workplace. So for me, I think the most people that had impact on my life have been leaders in different jobs that I've had, and most of those didn't really make you laugh. Um, thinking about it, and this is going to be a very obscure answer, but the deputy head teacher from my primary school in Bradwell Common was the sort of guy that everyone loved because he mixed fun in with education. So I reckon if you're talking about the one that made you laugh the most and had a positive impact, I'd probably say him. Wow. I didn't know you went to school on Bradwell Common. I did. Wow. I used to live on Bradwell Common. So I was probably living on Bradwell Common while you were going to school on Bradwell Common. I was, uh, yeah, probably. 
I went to school in Conneboa, um back before all the um, – it's really bad, isn't it, before the drug dealers. Um, Conneboa, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it was uh, – I moved into Milton Keynes 44 years ago. And, um, yeah, we moved to Bradwell Common when I was about 12. But then I went to Stantonbury. Did you go to Stantonbury as well? No, no. Um, I went across to the um, Sir Henry Floyd Grammar School in Aylesbury. Oh, he was well posh. Yes, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the posh, but it was more kind of, um, I, I, I did quite well in lower education. And so my mum kind of went, well, yeah, we're going to stick you on a bus to another town at 6.30 in the morning. And at the time I hated her for it, as you can probably imagine, with all of my friends going to Stantonbury. So all I wanted yeah. to do was be around my friends. And do you know what? It's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because it took me out of my comfort zone. And it was more of a case of, you know, especially with my career and things, I've gone across, traveled across the country and things like that. And and even my brother is an example. You know, he's went to school in Milton Keynes and he's never left. You know, he's very much Milton Keynes based. And a lot of people do just stay where they where they grow up, don't they? Whereas I think that opened my horizons a bit, and I realised that there is a world outside of you know what's on your doorstep. Um, so going down, you know, going across the country, staying over, working in different towns for me is is a joy, to be honest. Yes, really. It's interesting that, isn't it? Because, you know, I did, I came here when I was four and I'm still here. Um, I don't intend to be here forever, but uh, obviously family and, and friends are, are very much instrumental. But because um, I do a lot of traveling as well, and I know you do, but uh, yeah, I've never, I've never lived anywhere outside of Milton Keynes, you know, as a, as a, as a, um, a conscious uh, individual of that as a, an, a child or an adult. But um, yeah, I wonder if that is the case that you, uh, you do that early movement of, of you as, as, a child impacts your movement later on in life. I have no idea. I couldn't, no, I could not we, tell you. All I've got to compare is me and my brother. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Someone somewhere will write a thesis yeah. on it there. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we are over here at Thrive, we have something called the virtual happy jar and the virtual happy jar is as big and as wide as you want it to be. It is limitless. Um, you can breathe in there. We've got Greg Davis in there. We've got Bob Mortimer. We've got a blue whale. Someone put in a, a Boeing 737. The idea about the Thrive Happy Jar is when you open it or when someone else opens it, whatever you've put in it will bring them joy. It will make them smile. will make them laugh. So, Dominic Marcel, what would you like to put in the Thrive Happy Jar? Goodness me. Um... They're set to confound you, these questions. Do, do you know what? I would put my golden retriever, Honey, into it. She's about two and a half years old. She's tiny. So the jar wouldn't have to be very big. She's very, very small for a golden retriever. But she is just the most beautiful soul ever. And I've never had dogs before, and we've got two. But she is just the most loving dog. Uh, she adores people. And all she wants to do is just cuddle up to you, fuss you and you fuss her. So it, it just, it's very much my happy place is sitting on the sofa with her kind of under one arm, just laying her head on you and just, yeah, she, she's just very, very comforting. That's beautiful. What a lovely name for the dog as well, honey. She'll be riding on the back of the blue whale in there. There we and, go. Uh, ready to, uh, ready to jump out and, uh, and, 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 uh, Give someone some love. That's absolutely beautiful. We talk about inspiration and empowerment. Um, you know, not that you need to be inspired or empowered to be happy, but is there a saying or a phrase that you either use or that you read a lot that just gives you a lift? I think from my younger years, I always remember a phrase which which stuck with me, which is life is what you make of it, which was 
almost, I suppose, victim mentality. I think, you know, I had a, I had a, I had a pretty tough upbringing, um, you know, a, a very humble upbringing with sort of single parent and houses repossessed, I think at the age of two and all that sort of thing. We, we, and we had to move around a lot as a result of it. And it was a case of, I know a lot of people that had similar, I suppose, backgrounds or upbringings, and they used that as an excuse as to why they're either unhappy or, or, and I just thought, you know what, you just, you have one life. And at the end of the day, we're all born exactly the same. It doesn't matter whether you've got a silver spoon in your mouth or not. You're all in control of your own destiny. And especially when it comes to happiness, because happiness is such a personal thing. It's almost like it's the one thing that can't be defined by outside society. You know, people will say that you've got to have this car or this phone, or you've got to go to this place on holiday. But it's the one thing that no one gets to determine the standard for you. So I think that that for me has always been a, a nice little mantra that I've lived by, which is it's, it's in your own hands. Life is what you make it. I love that. And it's, um, it's interesting as well when you, when you, when you talk about it that way, because you know, happiness is a, is, I say is really uh, interpersonal, isn't it? Because, you know, I might look out the window and someone falls over and <laughs> that makes me happy. And I'm like, what a horrible person that would be. But other people look out and they'd, that'd be horrifying to them. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a very, it's getting deep this episode. And I love that. <laughs> I love it. Um, we, 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 let's, let's take it out of, uh, out of the now. Um, and, and we talk about your special fun skill. Uh, okay, this can go very in, in a matter of ways. This, this has already gone down a fetish route, and we drew it back from there very quickly. Um, but what I'm talking about in terms of your special fun skill is what do you do that makes your your, your partner, your family, you know, other people? What do you do that, to make them laugh? You got any, you got anything you can switch on? Um, we had someone doing a chicken dance the other day. <laughs> do, uh, do you know what? This is going to sound really stupid, but I think the, the one of the few times that I actually managed to make my friends or partner laugh is when when we're actually drinking and I'm I adore tequila and I'm like the only person in our group that one can drink it and two can kind of drink it solidly throughout the night. But I get to about maybe half a bottle gone and I just turn into this. It's almost like it brings out the Spanish in me. And there is no Spanish in me, you know, I, I, there just isn't, but it's like, there's this little hidden, you know, mariachi man inside me that just uh, get to a certain point And all I want to do is basically salsa dance. And I do not know how to salsa dance. Okay. Kata, and that really hurts me to say that out loud because in inside I know how to salsa dance, but I actually don't. And it's just that kind of that dom that comes out that that gets coaxed out by by half a bottle of tequila that I think that's the that's the fun dom that all my friends seem to love. The fun dom with tequila. Mm. I um my um Spanish friend actually sent me a joke this morning. I don't know how it was sort of like how apt this was, but he uh, it says when I'm around my Spanish speaking friends, I always use the word mucho. It means a lot to them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, oh, dear. <laughs> but he, he he seemed to enjoy it, and you know he's from Spain, so um, yeah, happy days. Um, <laughs> see, I told you we'd lighten the mood there. <laughs> um, I mentioned comedy scenes earlier, and you were talking about The Office US. Um, is there a is there a film or a comedy series from your childhood that you um you, you'll stop everything if it comes on the television to watch it? 
Um, for my childhood. You said you had a hard upbringing. You're going to tell me now. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. What's, what's, a, what's a TV, Simon? No, 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 no. Um, do you know what we used to absolutely love as as kids was shooting stars. The you know the oh, yeah. yeah that you know. So I know that they did a remake of it recently, and it wasn't particularly good. But if there was one of the old school, you know, Vic Reeves, Bob Mortimer and matt lucas as a baby episodes on i would definitely stop everything i was doing to watch it just to you know just to bring down the dove from above it's just little things like that and exactly or you know you know one of the best comedy things in the world vic reeves doing his guess what the song is by absolutely brilliant simple but absolutely brilliant how do you spread or share your happiness. I tell you what, being part of the network that I'm at now has really kind of taught me that it, you know that it's it's all about giving back. To be honest, and uh, and so I suppose at the moment that the best way that we're we're trying our best to really share our you know our happiness is just to get involved with as much opportunities as we can within our local communities. You know, we, we, we've been very fortunate. The business has done extremely well over the last couple of years. And, and like I said, money is good for the money that, it, you know, money's only as good for the good that it can do. Yeah. And so we've done something like, something that's very close to my heart was there's a, um, a football training company um, called Ballers Academy. And the idea is that it's not a football club. It's just people that want to go and do football training. And I remember as a, as a, as a kid, like we couldn't afford to do it because my mum just could not afford for the kit um, for me, which you had to wear while going to, you know, going to the training sessions. And so we, we were approached by this local community, um, company and, and we just decided that we were going to just buy all of the kits for them. We ended up buying about 70 football kits, all different sizes, you know, literally full kits for them. So it was more of a case of if there's any child out there that has an interest in playing football or getting active, it doesn't matter how much money your parents have got. You know, if you want to do it, it's already paid for for you. Just grab a kit, go along and, and go and have fun. So things like that, you know, mean mean quite a lot to us because it's like I said, it's close to my heart, but it's it's just important, you know, to really support the communities that support your business. And we're, we're trying to do something at the moment with Harry's Rainbow, who obviously spoke at the, the meeting last Thursday. That really kind of struck a chord and, and you know, I I don't have children myself, but but my team do. Um, and I've got two nieces and I just think any, any children based charity should just get, you know, whatever support they need, frankly, it's yeah. just, you know, people that have to use those charities, you, you, you can't even put it into words and, and touch wood. I'll, I'll hopefully never have to be in one of those positions or know someone that, that will be in that position, but, you know, trying to put on smiles, put smiles on faces of, of children, especially in, in situations like that. It's just, it, that's much more powerful than having the cash in the bank. Yeah, no, that's brilliant as well. Especially if you're, 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 let's say, you're drawing it back to the support that you, you know, you you didn't have as a child, and then sort of playing playing that forward. And we talk about paying it forward a lot on here, actually. Just that that you know, as you say, you don't know if that the football kit that you know costs ten pounds or whatever actually goes and inspires the next Harry Kane or the next, um, I'm pretending I'm not about football, um, you know, but, that, <laughs> but, it, but it's sort of, you know, taking that, that, um, that passion mm. and the drive. That's, that's incredible. It was that's more, incredible. I mean, for me, it was all about that kind of 
building that that social confidence within children because I think that like I said as a young boy all of my friends went to that football training and I was the only one that didn't go which meant that I missed out on a big part kind of outside of school I suppose where you you learn different skills and, and it's not just about football you know it was about you know learning to work as a team and learning new skill sets and discipline and all those sorts of things and that's where I I feel like I, I suppose I missed out on that as, as to a degree. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's not just about getting kids into playing football. It was all around helping people to build their confidence and, and build their personality. Because that's what, like I said, for me, it felt what, what I felt like I missed out on not being able to go to those sort of sessions. Yeah, oh, that's really good. I, I, yeah, I love that. I, I liked you before, but I like you even better. <laughs> um, we <laughs> um, we used to write on the back of toilet doors on the uh, mm. Happy Oxygen podcast to to give some some insight into uh, into our fifteen year old selves. Now we've decided to upgrade that a little bit. Uh, because um, uh, apparently not not cool to uh, to graffiti now in uh, on the back of toilet doors, um, <laughs> even if your mate does have a no. Anyway, we've now moved forward and we've now got an online blog. So you know Dominic Marcel's online blog. Okay, and what I want to know is the top three tips that you would give. Let's say your fifteen year old self. Your fifteen year old self is now technologically enabled. And he's reading the top three tips of life from you as a slightly older than 15 year old. Okay. So apart from the obvious, you know, buy shares in Apple, I would, um, <laughs> I, 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 I would definitely start with the lesson of um, success leaves clues and almost kind of follow the breadcrumbs. I think what I've done too much of throughout my life is try to do everything myself. And I always felt like, well, I started with nothing, so I'll get I'll get where I want to on my own. And it was almost like that driving force of I don't need anyone and, and whatever it may be. But the reality is, is lots and lots of people have lived before us. And luckily for us, they write down everything that they've learned over the years and they put it in a book that normally you can just go and buy for a tenner off of Amazon or something like that. And I, and I don't think I've done enough learning from other people's life lessons especially in my younger years you know now I'm really into it and it's all about I want to soak up as much as I can but I do look back and think do you know what if, if I'd maybe got into that earlier where could I possibly be now so so I would definitely say you know learn from other people for starters I suppose the, the next lesson I would want to teach myself would be to educate myself around money and I don't mean that so that I so that I have more money. It's more understanding it, you know, understanding the economy, understanding how money works and inflation, and because it is going to impact what you're able to to do in life. And, and like you know, like we sort of spoke about earlier, unfortunately, the world does revolve around money. And so, if you can become financially, um, you know, literate and you're able to, and you understand what's going on. Um, and you're in a position where you're always comfortable, then that leaves you with more time to help other people. And it gives you more time to do the things that you want to do and to give back. So I would definitely say, I mean, it's something that I think is ridiculous that it's not taught in in, in, in our education system. I, I really do not understand how we cannot educate on simply the most, one of the most important things in life. But, but you know, but we'll, but we'll learn random things that we'll never use. But 
but we're not teaching children about money and the value of money and, and how to invest and all that sort of thing. It's just just crazy to me. Having filled in lots of um, uh, grant forms or um, tax exempt forms and stuff like that, I can see why they don't want this. And, and they obviously being the uh, Illuminati mm. uh, who control all of the uh, the world's currencies, of course, um, understanding what it is about money, which is, you know, if you've got a lot of it, you can get more of it. If you've not got a great deal of it, it's very difficult to get any of it. So yeah, uh, yeah no, I'm exactly the same. And we've tried to do that with all our kids actually is to, you know, uh, short phone them out on their ear and say, you know, go and <laughs> go and learn from the bottom up. We're not quite Richard Branson at that level, but um, yeah, we've all we've taught them all the importance of money. And yeah. uh, I think you're right. You know, so we we come into this life with nothing, do we? And we, you know, if for those of us lucky enough to, to you know, potentially to get inheritance, brilliant. Um, but you know, we I think we've got to expect that we've got to make our own way in this world, and um, you know, it will be it will be tough. So yeah. yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant words of advice there. Actually, uh, Don thanks for that. So. Slight um, change now. To, yeah. Oh, you've only got number three still. I have. I'm trying to think yeah. what the third so one was. I'll you along there. Um, the last piece of advice I'd give myself would be who you hang around with matters. Um, yeah. You know, I think that we're all guilty of having friends over the years from that we've kind of stayed friends with just through loyalty, if you want to call it that, when actually they're probably not add anything to our lives and vice versa, frankly, you know, you ultimately will become the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with. And, yeah. and we change over the years as people and it's okay. You know, you're going to outgrow certain friends and, and move on. And that's, that doesn't make you a bad person, but you know, you, you really do need to make sure that you're not the smartest person in the room and you need to be surrounding yourself with people which are giving you value in, in lots of different ways, you know, you're going to need someone that you can rely on for, for different things. You know, if you want someone to give you financial advice or you want someone to give you relationship advice, or you want someone that's going to be more of a mentor. Um, but I'd, I'd say to make, make a conscious effort to surround yourself with people that are going to be a positive influence on you. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. And I mean, I'm always, uh, I'm always very conscious of the fact, you know, when we use trainers and stuff for thrive, that everybody who's a trainer is, is better than me. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I want to be the least smartest person in the room. And uh, because, you know, like you say, you learn, you grow. And uh, yeah, well, there you go. Some fantastic pieces of advice there. Well, um, unfortunately, Dom, it's um, as much as I could. I mean, it's a shame. We might do like hour and two hour podcasts in the future. But um, unfortunately, for the expedience of dog walking, uh, which hopefully you'll be listening to this one day when mm. you go out for your dog walk. Um, we're at the last question. But very aptly, as you mentioned, childhood there is what is your favorite childhood sweet Ooh, yummy yummy so you know as a child my favorite sweet was atomic fireballs and for the life of me i do not know why but i used to love the little yellow box that they came in but but as an adult now i absolutely go wild for gut just simple gummy bears just I don't know what it is about them, but a bag of Haribo gold bears, don't ever give me a bag because you're never getting it back. And all that's going to be at the end, is it going to be an empty bag at the end with a very embarrassed look on my face? But I've, uh, I'm the same with that. And I always, um, I used to work a lot in Germany and Germany are big on the Haribo gold bears. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't come out of the airport with about three or four bags of those. And mm. it was embarrassing though sometimes, isn't it? When you're sitting there and you're watching the telly and suddenly you've eaten a small child's body weight in gummy bears yeah especially when they plaster share size on the bag and you think bugger off 
Brandon Mathis. There we go. So take the guy, so take the boy out of Aylesbury Grammar School. But uh, there we are. <laughs> um, Dominic Marcel, the founder of Lion Estates. It's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for being on the Happy Oxygen podcast. No, pleasure's mine.